What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. I'll be your host, Zach Clinton. Man, you guys, we are getting closer and closer to the Christmas holiday. I can't believe how fast the time is going. I hope you're getting your fix of Christmas decorating, baking, gift wrapping, music, movies, cookies, all that fun stuff, and just the joy uh, that can be shared during this season. But more than anything, my prayer is that you wouldn't get lost on all the minuscule things and events that happen leading up to or around Christmas, that it robs you of the joy of celebrating and reflecting on the miracle of Christmas. My friends, that being said, today we're thrilled to be joined by world-renowned Christian singer, songwriter, and lead vocalist of the band Big Daddy Weave. Joining us today is Mr. Mike Weaver. Guys, uh, this is just one of those real, raw, open, honest, and vulnerable conversations. I mean, tears were shed, truth was shared, and trust me when I say it's a conversation you do not want to miss. But before we get there, I wanted to remind our listeners that this podcast is the official podcast of the American Association of Christian Counselors, where we're committed to assisting Christian counselors in the entire community of care, including licensed professionals, pastors, and lay church members with little or no formal training. It's our intention to equip clinical, pastoral, and lay caregivers with biblical truth and psychosocial insights that minister to hurting persons and help them move to personal wholeness, interpersonal competence, mental stability, and spiritual maturity. That being said, if you're looking for a place to be educated, equipped, or encouraged to find help, hope, and healing for yourself or others, I'd encourage you to check out several of the resources we have to offer at our website, which is found at aacc.net. My friends, now to get back to today's conversation, as I mentioned, joining us today on the podcast is renowned Christian worship artist, singer, songwriter, and lead vocalist of the band Big Daddy Weave, Mr. Mike Weaver. I'm sure most of, if not all of you listening, are probably familiar with Big Daddy Weave, but if you're not, let me read some of their bio from their website, as it also sets up what a lot of our conversation will be about today. It reads, known for honest songs that tell personal stories of freedom in Christ, Big Daddy Weave fans have long admired the band for their real-life, real-person openness. With songs like My Story, The Lion and the Lamb, Overwhelmed, Redeemed, and from their current album, Alive, I Know, and All Things New, Big Daddy Weave has become one of the most beloved bands in Christian music. The millions have taken their anthems of Jesus' chain-breaking love as their own and sung along to songs about the radical act of redemption. The men of Big Daddy Weave, Mike Weaver, Jeremy Redman, Joe Shirk and Brian Bale found themselves needing those themes of comfort and assurance at the beginning of 2022. Founding member and Mike, who is our guest today, his brother Jay Weaver, went to be with the Lord on January 2nd of last year. In the first few days, uh, the group wondered how they could go on. But after Jay's funeral and testimony after testimony of how Jay and the group have been used, the question became, how could we not go on? 
Big Daddy Weave is answering that call now to minister through music and word both live and in new songs and recorded music being created right now. The band's openness to go through whatever doors God opens for them has kept them going since their early days as students at the University of Mobile and their spirit of dedication to their calling and their craft shows up in everything that they do. Big Daddy Weave's testimony is about a deep and personal faith in Jesus no matter the circumstances. It's one thing to sing about trusting God in the midst of trials, but the men of Big Daddy Weave have learned what it means to truly live by faith and to trust in a God who makes all things new. My friends, today our prayer is that you would be encouraged in remembering that God is in your story. You may be going through some deep, dark, and difficult waters right now. There may be an empty seat at your Christmas dinner this year. You may be experiencing waves of grace, but my friends, God can and he will shower you with his waves of grace as well. Jesus goes where he is invited. My friends, sit back, relax, and receive all that God has prepared for you today in and throughout this conversation. And help me welcome our guest and lead singer of Big Daddy Weave, Mr. Mike Weaver. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Man, Zach, it's good to be here with you, man. Yes, I'll tell you, it is. We, we see each other at these events like this, man. So tonight, E-Women Conference is going to be unbelievable here in Virginia. That's right. And so we get to an extra little bonus time That's right. getting to hang out like this. This is so cool, dude. Two for one, sir. Man, I'm excited just to be able to sit down with you to hear more about your story, all the incredible things that God is doing in and through your life. I wanted to note this up front because, like you said, I've seen you. I've seen you perform on many stages, but also I've seen you behind the scenes as well. And I wanted to say that you are truly one of the most humble and kind and gentle and God-fearing men that I've had the opportunity of interacting with and just kind of watching and witnessing. So I wanted to say that publicly and thank you for being as consistent as consistency gets, I would say. Bro, I'm telling you, thanks for, thanks Absolutely. for loving on me, man. Thanks for No, I had that to say shout that. Out. That's so cool. Today, like you said, we're here gathered in Lynchburg, Virginia, Thomas Road Baptist Church. We're about to have a sold-out crowd of over mm-hmm. 5,000 women pack the seats <laughs> just to be building their relationship with God and with one another, you get to lead them in worship. But I'm interested. You do this time after time. Is there any, you know, as an athlete, there's pregame rituals that we do. We eat at certain places. We drink spe- specific things going into a game. We pray specific prayers. Anything specifically that you're doing to set your heart and get that focus right? I mean, I've been sort of thinking about it since yesterday or even even earlier this week. You know, yeah. just it's just thinking about what God wants to do, thinking about what he wants to say. Mm. Every day when we're on the road and we're in a tour situation, this may be more seats than what we're talking about because yeah. we're, we're just this is not how Big Daddy Weave usually rolls. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> five thousand ladies. That is a lot. That's a lot of women That's in there. A lot and, of women. But I love that they're investing in their yeah. life with God like that. Isn't that so awesome? It's amazing to see that because we did ignite with you guys. That's right. You know, earlier this year. Man, the room, same room, yep. packed out, full of guys. Yeah. It was so amazing. When we're touring, though, when we're on the road, it's smaller rooms. And the way that we get ready is at 4.30 every day, we meet different members of the tour, meet together, and we walk the room, and we just pray over every single seat. Wow. Uh, and, man, the Lord meets us in those times. Mm. It's crazy how you linger over one seat with a sense of something in yeah. God's heart, yeah. and then you look later to see who God put in that seat, mm. and you see that Jesus is, you may not know what's going on, but you see God doing a work 
in their life, whether they're weeping or they're responding in some way in worship. Mm-hmm. It's such a such a powerful thing. That's been our pregame for many years. My brother kind of started that years ago. My brother Jay played bass for Big Daddy Wee for a long time, and we kind of continue that mm-hmm. pre pregame as you're calling it. That's re- that's really a moment when we gather our thoughts and set our hearts towards the Lord in that way. I know? love that. It reminds me of Dr. Jerry Falwell Sr. who founded this great university mm-hmm. and this campus that we're on right now. He always would say that nothing of eternal significance happens apart from prayer. Oh. And so that's exactly what you're doing. You're praying over each and every seat leading into what's going to be an incredible night where God's going to show up and show off like he always does. Mike, something I know you're passionate about is helping people understand that worship is so much more than a song. Mm-hmm. As you've led thousands, if not millions of people in worship across the world throughout your entire professional career what are some of the lessons and some of the things you've learned about what it looks like to really posture our hearts toward that of worship you know worships are a response you know it so that's that's the first thing is that it's about responding to the greatness and the glory of god mm. we worship all kinds of things though. that's right that's <laughs> you know right. It really has to do with the the attention and the affection of our hearts, you know, mm-hmm. and the response of that to something or someone, right? Yeah. I my thing with with worship is uh it has to be honest too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that some people try to put on worship. That's right. I got to tell you though, in my encounters with the Lord, there's there was a moment when I told God, I don't think I love you mm-hmm. like I ought to. And man, I had a greater sense of his presence in that moment than a thousand put on hallelujahs. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Because it, he says like, at some point, you know, they're not going to worship on this mountain or that mountain. They're going to worship in spirit mm. and they're going to worship in, in truth. You know, we have to respond to him in spirit, right? It's like yeah. there's a spiritual entity that we're addressing here. God is spirit, right? Yeah. And But we have to operate in truth too. And sometimes for us, that starts with just like a type of confession almost, you mm-hmm. know? So being honest in front of him and responding honestly to yeah. him, that's what I think is worship, you know? So if mm-hmm. you're doing that with a song, it could be how you're responding to a family member, too. That mm-hmm. could be worship, you know? Just in the Lord, our posture in front of the Lord, in how we live our life. Our life is worship in front of him. That's our response to him, you know? I love that, that response. I'm I'm reminded of Nancy Lee DeMoss, and one of the most difficult times of my life, mm. she had a quote that I really clung to, and she said, I've realized that in every season, I can respond in one of two ways. I can whine or I can worship, and it's Ooh. impossible to worship without giving thanks and so like you said it's that response it's that reverence it's that just coming broken to the altar before the Lord not to be fixed but to actually be broken laying your life down before him that's super important Mike that's beautiful, man. Yes. No. Maybe I need to fun. ask you the questions, dog. That's no. like really good. That's beautiful. Come on. <laughs> what I would ask you, man, you've been doing this for a long time coming. You've 25 been seeing, years this 25 year. 25 years? Big Daddy Weave has been a thing. But can you even believe something called Big Daddy Weave could last? <laughs> Only God could like Only God. sustain that. You know I what love I mean? it. Golly. 25 years you've been doing this. Mm-hmm. You're an expert, right? You're a veteran is what we'd like to <laughs> a call survivor. you. A survivor. A survivor. Man, Mike, let me ask you. I love understanding the backwater of people's stories, like their humble beginnings, how this all got started. For you, when was this passion for music really instilled within you? But also, when was the inception of Big Daddy Wee? When did it actually come about? You know, uh, so Big Daddy Wee just sort of ha- it happened kind of in a – it was a long time coming, but it was also a moment. My brother Jay and I, he was my partner in crime for so long, mm. and we uh, we had been leading worship at our little – United Methodist Church 
<laughs> it was so it was like they literally it was like a congregation of 300 and less you know that yeah. was like the good days that was like we're really growing guys <laughs> yeah. 300 we hit that barrier or whatever you know that's right and but it was like i remember because they couldn't pay us to just be worship leaders mm. so we were also like the custodians too you know yeah, that's and it. so we were yeah we were in there cleaning and then we would uh mm. we'd write songs while i was cleaning toilets you know what i mean i would keep a notepad back before we had iphone you know <laughs> yeah. i would keep a notepad on the water fountain in the hallway wow. and there there's songs that were birthed out of that season that to me still stand up in my life with god today mm. you know after all this time songs like audience of one we had a song that was just about him teaching us before we ever really went anywhere mm. that like if we have a heart for him the one and we have a heart for the one that he'd leave the 99 for that we would never be dissatisfied with ministry mm. i have to tell you the truth i've been dissatisfied with so many things that it takes to get to where you have an opportunity to yes. minister yes oh my gosh i could not could just throw up from it you know what i mean the <laughs> yes. things that we have to sometimes deal with yeah but i can say this to this very day my heart burns more than it ever has to see him and to see him get his way and him to reach the one that he would leave the 99 for. We mm. can go to a place with a bunch of people or a few people. It doesn't matter. When I see Jesus change that one guy or mm. that one girl's face, there's just this peace that comes in my heart that I know he's doing his thing, you know? Mm. And that started, I started a long time ago. Then so we started going to University of Mobile. Mobile, Alabama. It's a little little Baptist school in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. That's how that sounds or whatever. That's you know, right. They're like mobile. People, I hear people trying to figure it out. They're like, you have to go there to figure out what it is. And That's I've right. been, I still don't know, but it's like, we. it was there and so were the rest of the guys in Big Daddy Weave. Hmm. And it was like the first semester, my pastor kind of encouraged me to go there to focus. You know, yes. I'm doing air quotes. I don't know if you see this, but it's like, you know, and, and we've formed the band the first semester, started leading worship hmm. on campus. And then literally... I mean, it was it was a joke. The first time we got together, we had a jam session. Somebody wandered by, and they go, "Well, uh, man, you guys have a sax in the group." Dave Matthews was kind of a big thing back then, and so, yeah. and they're like, "What? You need to open up for this other group that's coming on campus." I'm like, "Well, we're not exactly a group. We just are playing together. It's only been together 15 minutes. We didn't know we were really together. We're just having a jam session, you know." Yeah. They said, "Well, dude, what do you want us to put on the flyer? You know, they're already booking us. I don't. We don't even, are not even a band yet. You know what I mean?" And so, and we were kidding around. So, we'll tell them that we're. Big Daddy Weave in the institution. Let's go. And the moral of this entire story is Zach, man, pray through, dude. You know what I mean? Pray and ask God, you know, because you may be given an answer that you just accidentally named a band for the next 25 years. And so we've been mm. together ever since. Wow. God put the whole, we just started playing. And we never stopped. It's like, God, we told God, if you make the places for us to play, then we'll go play, you know? Mm. And that's what he did, man. And so we've been doing that for this is 25 years this October, so it's good. Wow. I'm Zach Clinton here on our AACC Built Different podcast. I'm joined with Mike Weaver, lead singer of Big Daddy Weave. You've seen some some of my favorite songs in the world, like Redeemed, Lion in the Lamb, Jesus, I Believe, and so many more that we're going to talk about here in just a few short moments. But Mike, you mentioned how Big Daddy Weave, it was really this dream that you and your brother Jay had together. But you know, over the past couple of years, uh, you, you're no stranger mm. to challenge, mm-hmm. to pain, to difficulty and adversity in this life. Mm-hmm. God called your brother Jay home to mm-hmm. be with him. And I know that has to be just a difficult time of mourning and of grieving, but something that we know because of what God has already done by sending his son Jesus to be our hope in the mm-hmm. midst of trial, in the midst mm-hmm. of tribulation, is that we can actually experience emotion simultaneously, such as mm-hmm. joy and sorrow. Could mm-hmm. you speak to just that simultaneous collaboration? 
vibration of emotion. Man, that's so that's so beautiful, man. You have a, you have a great way of saying stuff, dude. I love that's why I love hanging out with you, man. Dude, you're a broadcaster, bro. You're like, man, that losing my brother Jay, and yeah. I say, I you know, again, air quotes around losing because right. I know where he is. Right, he's not lost, man. That's he's right. in the presence of Almighty God. He's Amen. in the place where I want to be forever, where I'm going. Amen. Because of what Jesus has done for me, because of receiving the sacrifice of Jesus, right, mm-hmm. man. The example that my brother set for me, it was so amazing, and this really has been the culmination of man a rough five years or so. Yeah. You know, my dad, um, our hero in the faith, went to be with Jesus on Christmas morning back in 2017 Mm. in 2021 my mama my dad's amen corner Mm. went to be with jesus after a battle with cancer and then my little brother jay bass player of big daddy weave hub in the middle of the wheel man everything came across his desk at some point i watched him minister out of a place of like dealing with incredible health struggles i saw him stretch his hand out and pray in the name of Jesus mm. and God do miracles in complete strangers that he needed in his own body. Mm. It was the biggest head scratcher in so many ways. Uh, it would cause me to question the goodness of God had I not with my own eyes mm. night after night for years seen God pour out his goodness. The Lord is so good the way he walks us through things, you know? Yeah. Um, I saw my brother deal with such difficulties, but never complain. I saw my brother deal with this uphill battle and not become bitter when mm-hmm. someone else got the miracle that he needed, you know, uh, even to literally hearing him take his last breath on mm-hmm. the telephone, which is mm-hmm. arguably the hardest moment of my life, you know, uh, I know that Jesus was right there to receive him that began heartache in my life but i really believe this zach nobody cried when he stepped into heaven man it was just rejoicing and we're headed for that party now here's the deal though i've heard a lot of people over spiritualize somebody try to over spiritualize somebody (laughs) out of their grief jesus makes this statement blessed are those who mourn he said, because they're going to be comforted. And you know who backs up all of these blessings? <laughs> you know, when yeah. Jesus gives the Beatitudes, he lists a group of people that we probably would not pick to call blessed. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. Because yeah. really it feels like what he's saying is blessed are those who recognize yeah. that they are in need of mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Because he's the one who's going to step into that situation. So in mm-hmm. the times of my greatest heartache, those are followed by some of the most incredible times of the nearness of God, mm. fulfilling the promise that when I mourn and when I come to Him, He is the Comforter. Holy Spirit is the Comforter. Can you imagine Jesus wow. sitting with the disciples, and they have seen Him just do the most incredible things ever for like three years or whatever, yeah. and He's like, listen to me, it's better for you if I go. I'll be like, what you talking about, Willis? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What are you even talking about right yeah. now? The Son of God, Emmanuel, God mm. with us? He goes, I'm going to one-up it. I'm going to be Holy Spirit, God living inside of you, the Spirit of the living God. Come on. Mm. And that is, you know, here's the deal. You don't get to experience resurrection unless you face death. That's exactly right. So in these situations, we find ourselves at a deficit. We find ourselves dealing with hurt, with loss, with things that we don't understand. It's just the setup Mm. for the revelation of who God is 
in the midst of those things, you know? Man. This has given us powerful. a viewpoint of who he is that we didn't have on the day of seeing the miracle, right? That's there, right. You know? But I'm telling you, we still see the miracle all the time. It just looks all kinds of different ways. And he's so good, man. He's mm. so good. Reminds me of John chapter 9, verse 3, where Jesus is walking with his disciples. They come across a blind man. Mm. And the disciples ask Jesus, is that man blind because of, right, his sin or the sins of his parents? Come and on. Jesus says, on, neither, Zach. but because of the works the of God may be displayed in and through him. That's come exactly on. what it is. It's the setup, man. It's, it. it's you know? the setup. And I don't know. We can go through where is the origin of it? Is God the author? I'm yeah. like, dude, I don't know, man. I was like, I my experience has only ever been I have just experienced kindness and yeah. goodness from God. That's exactly I believe right. there's another one. That Jesus goes, I came to bring life. Mm-hmm. He says, there's another one that comes to steal and kill and destroy. Yep. But that gets turned over. It, tur- it just gets turned on its head mm-hmm. because it's the setup for God to show up in the middle of whatever it is that you just experience in the negative way, you know? That's exactly right. My two lessons that I've learned in my life is exactly where we're going off of, that God loves to use our moments of powerlessness to draw us closer to and to reveal the character of his heart. But number two, that God loves using people as conduits through which he channels his messages of hope and encouragement and love and grace and forgiveness to a broken and hurting people. Mike, for you, what I've recognized about you and just performing up here with your band and all of your guys, like it seems as if you guys have built a culture of that of family, where you love each other, where you appreciate one another, <laughs> and they have been those friends for the fire for you. Yeah. Can you speak yeah. just to that and the importance of having people in the midst of your life to fuel you and to take mm-hmm. you places you couldn't go within yourself by yourself. That's so good, bro. Um, I'm laughing because <laughs> when you say the word family, it's like yeah. family in every sense of the word. We <laughs> fight like dogs, man. We're like, you know, I hate you. I don't ever want to. You know, it's like we literally are that same thing. But That's we, right. but 25 years later, mm-hmm. there's a thing. I tell this to my wife all the time, too. The day that we got married and I said, I love you, yeah. man, it means something. It seems so shallow compared to after we have been through life, difficulties, the valleys, the, all those things. Mm-hmm. And now when I look at her after all this time, I say, I love you. There's like a depth and there's a wealth in that statement. And these mm-hmm. dudes are that same way. Man, there is some man, there is some issues that we have sometimes. We do not get along. <laughs> That's right. But we're still here. The day, oh man, I'm going to lose it. The day we stood at the back of mm-hmm. the, um, the hearse, of and we were literally the five of us guys, the guy now Raul who has replaced Jay, who Jay picked, which is unbelievable to play wow. bass. Wow. The Lord sent him; it was so awesome. Mm. And our manager Jim, we were the pallbearers at Jay's uh, mm. funeral, and we walked with that casket all the way back to the end of the hearse. And when we picked up on that, when we felt like the weight of this person and the weight of this loss. And we put that into this car, you know. Mm. All of a sudden, it was like we were all just like on top of each other in this dog pile of hug, man. Mm. And we were just weeping and we just knew all the stupid things we'd ever argued about in our life. But that we were all still here with each other in the middle of this terrible thing that it felt like was happening, you know. Mm. And we just were like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was like barnacles on the bottom of a boat or something, you know, or a boat dock. And the Lord was just like scraping these barnacles away of like years. And it was like, we're still here together. Mm. After all the things, the good, the bad, the ugly, Mm. we're still here together, you know. Man, no matter how many times you fall down, no matter how many times you, you know, 
run into the hiccup, all of those things. This is this is what victory is, is did you get back up again? Right. And did you keep going? Man, it only it only is over is when you give up, right? That's mm-hmm. only that's the only real failure there is, you know. Mm-hmm. And these guys that we've been through so much together, man, we're still here today. I remember shortly after my brother had passed, we were gonna do some kind of thing. It was only weeks after he had passed. And we had to make some kind of video about inviting people to a show. Hmm. And it felt so hollow to me, man. And I felt like I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I've, like I said, we've been together for 25 years together. I told my wife, Candace, I'm like, this is when I would call Jay. This is when I would call him. And he's not here. I can't call him right now. And she goes, well, the brother that you're looking to call isn't here right now. She goes, but you do have brothers. Amen to that. And I thought about that day at... Hmm at the back of the hearse and I called Jeremy our guitar player that day and he listened to me mm-hmm. that was the first time in 25 years I had called him for something like that I always would have called mm-hmm. Jay he listened to me and he understood mm-hmm. and I felt that same relief and release as when I had talked to Jay yeah. and I just knew man it may hurt till the day I see him again but there is a healing that is happening that begins right now, you know? That's right. And the Lord has been administering that healing, and He does that through brothers and through sisters. The body of Christ is not like token family. That's right. You know what I mean? It's real family. It's real family. And in the absence of my earthly father, hmm. and I know that I have my heavenly father, but the Lord has brought other people the age of my dad into my life, right? Yeah. In the exact moment that I needed it, and just all part of the family of God. And it's real life. We're not alone in this. If you if you're in the midst of this, you feel mm-hmm. like you're alone. You are not, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Man, the the beauty of the body of Jesus, man. It's real family. Yeah. It's real family. And I, something my dad always reminded me of growing up was that the antidote to trauma or the antidote to challenge, the antidote to adversity is safe and secure relationship. Right? Mm. Because when we feel safe then we can weather any storm. That's and like that's exactly what your brothers, right, have been able to form for you here mm-hmm. is that sense of safety and security. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do know is we have just a couple more questions um, as we close is just this idea that the world has just been broken, right? And we've mm-hmm. seen it on full display over the last, you know, four or so years. We're even seeing it heightened now. But, you know, from, let's just say, the chaos, the confusion, the division, the mental health disaster that we find ourselves in, that's the field that I get the opportunity Mm -hmm. of serving in. But then now, the heinous and the horrific, you know, acts of terror that the Hamas group's doing in Israel right now, it's heartbreaking, right? And it sparks a lot of fear. It sparks a lot of worry within so many people, Mike. And the question I have for you, because one of my favorite songs that you wrote is called Overwhelmed. Mm. How can we begin to press into the overwhelming love of God rather than feeding and fueling this spirit of this overwhelming fear in culture and society today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think it's about where we put our eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, because the facts are loud or whatever, and the happenings are so loud. Yeah. You know, the still small voice of the Lord may seem quieter, but I love when you know that you've heard from Him and you know you've been in His presence. It changes everything about everything. What, what you're facing, you yeah. know? And it's the, it's the same thing. I mean, David was looking mm. at the same giant. He saw the same giant. There's an entire army paralyzed 
but he had been in secret. He had been in secret with the God of the universe. Mm. He had been through encounters with him facing other kinds of things. You know what I mean? Lions and bears. And so he was confident in who was with him. That's right. You know, and because he also, he looked at the Lord and saw that the Lord was greater than what is. So it's not that we don't, we don't just like put our head in the sand and not see what's going on, but we need to spend more time in God's presence looking at him. Mm. Seeing, hearing what he says, you know what I mean? And then stepping out and seeing him fight the battle for us. That's what's going to happen. The church is, the darker it gets now, which by the way, It's going to get darker. That's right. I it's read the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. It gets gnarly. That's right. Things that I don't even understand. It sounds so bad. I'm like, oh, dang. I hope that's not like it says it is, but it probably is worse, yeah. right, than we've yeah. imagined yet. But in that moment, in that yeah. darkness, man, the light of Jesus is going to yeah. shine through us because we are, we're with him beholding that he's a light of the world. He's filling us with his presence, mm-hmm. and he's going to overcome the things that seem absolutely terrible, he's going to show himself much stronger, right, in this mm-hmm. time. And his peace is going to blow our minds. It passes all understanding. You know, his hope is because yeah. he's living in us. Christ in us is the hope of glory, right? And his joy is our strength for these days. These are all fruits of Holy Spirit, you know what I mean? That's right. Of being indwelled by the living God who is mm-hmm. not threatened by the things in this world. If we allow him to overshadow us, we allow him to overwhelm us, then we can walk in the greater is he, you know, that's that's in us. John Gordon, who's a good friend of mine, a motivational speaker, he says that faith and fear have one thing in common. They both believe in a future that has not yet happened. Fear believes in a negative one. Faith believes in a positive one. But I love what you just said is the word hope. Mm. And hope, right? We get to rest in the fact and cling to hope because we understand hope's a person and his name is Jesus. Amen. And that's the most important thing that we can let any of our listeners or viewers understand today. Mike, as we close, something I love about you, I love just having these conversations with you. I love hearing your heart and just seeing you again as being the same person mm. off the stage as you are on the stage. I love that even in culture and society, they would try to distract you with becoming more successful, that you mm. can remain missional. But as we close, you recently collaborated on a song mm. with Katie Nicole. Oh, yeah. And that Man. song is titled, God is in this story. I want you to close out today by speaking to the listener or the viewer who may be really discouraged in this moment in life. Maybe mm-hmm. they're disappointed. Maybe they're to the point where they feel defeated. Like, yes. yeah. how would you remind them with the word of hope and encouragement and motivation that God is still in the midst of their story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I remember... I remember the day, it was probably a couple of days after Jay had passed. Um, it was such a shock to get a phone call that literally I was about to say goodbye to my brother yeah. over the telephone. And I just felt so helpless when I heard him exhale his last breath. And I knew, I knew he was with the Lord. There was never a doubt in me about that. But it just, I just felt all by myself here. Mm-hmm. I felt like, how long is it going to be till I even get to go? And I felt like by myself, in the midst of this, and I felt like, is this just over? Can I even do anything else in this life mm. with my best friend? You know, the guy who would always call me up, you know, when I felt like I couldn't do it anymore, when he mm. was gone, you know. And I got to tell you, in that moment, I don't even know that I could see it. Right. But it happened like this. We woke up again the next day, and we got in God's Word mm. And we just chose to believe that it was true, even when it hurt still, you know? Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing, you know, the devil loves to point out the facts, you know? And the way that he gets in is there's some kind of truth in the facts. 
But here's the deal, is the love of God towards us is the most true thing about us. That's right. What Jesus has done for us is greater than anything that can happen to us or anything wrong that we have ever done. Mm-hmm. So even though the enemy presents these facts in the court in front of God or whatever, man, what Jesus has done is the greatest truth. It's mm-hmm. the most real thing about us, the most true thing about us. When the enemy comes to us at the low point, he always wants to say that that's the end of the story. That's right. That is a lie. That's right. God has got better to come. I'm telling you, the best days are still ahead. It is, it's unbelievable. We keep putting one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. believing that until one day, I remember we would get up on stage after Jay had just passed. I could barely make it through it. Mm-hmm. And I would literally plan places in the in as I would share and talk to be able to fall apart until some weeks had passed and I was ready to, you know, let myself have an emotional moment. And then I like said, hey, wait a minute, something's different. Progress has occurred. Man, there's healing that's happened now. I didn't need to take that moment. And every day it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So Mm. if you right now are listening to this Mm. and you're hearing, man, this is the end. It's it's this bad. It's never going to get any better. That is exactly the voice of the enemy. But man, just let the voice of love tell you this. Man, you don't got to have all the answers right now. Mm -hmm. You don't got to figure out all the answers right now. Let's experience one little miracle at a time. And this is the miracle I'm talking about. Just take a breath and let it out. He's with you. He's with you right now. He loves you right now. He has not given up on you. It is not over for you. Take another breath. Let it out (laughs) and continue. Rinse and repeat, man. That is the path. That's the path to life. You don't have to lean on your own understanding. My life verse has been Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is like triply, quadruply underlined. Don't lean on your own understanding. (laughs) In your ways, acknowledge him. Mm. And there's one translation that says this, and he'll make your path straight. He already knows it's going to get all messed up. That's right. He is the straightener of paths. It talks mm-hmm. about before the foundation of the world that Christ was slain. Way before anybody made the first mistake, it was mm-hmm. always in God's heart to be a redeemer, to be a straightener of paths. Right. The path that you're on right now is not the end. Mm-hmm. It's just steps in the midst. It's not the end of the story. It's just part of the story That's right. that God is going to finish telling in your life because he's faithful. Mm-hmm. And then one day we're all going to be there together. Uh, he's handing out mm-hmm. crowns. We're going to throw them at his feet. That's right. And we're all, and mm-hmm. everything that has happened, it says every tear will be washed away, right? Mm-hmm. Wiped away. I'm looking forward to that day. But this day yes. is just another step on the path to us going there. So come on, let's go there. Let's go there. Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in doing what is right. Mm. For in due time, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. What I yes. just heard you say is, even when it hurts, Even when it's hard, even when you haven't even seen the miracle yet, or it feels like your prayers are going unanswered or unnoticed, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. proclaim that the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. And I love the words of your song, Jesus, I believe. Mike, where can our listeners go to find out more about you and everything about Big Daddy Weave, what you guys got coming up? BigDaddyWeave.com. If you like, just go there. That's not even a thing. I don't know what that is. But so if you if you go there, you can find out way more than you ever want to know about Big Daddy Weave. The most important thing, I think, 
It is just a personal invitation, though, yeah. to come out and see us on the road. Come Please. meet with us. Man, Please. the Lord has been moving in these nights. Mm-hmm. We have been seeing people who have been through seasons just like us, who are hurting, who have been through stuff. They've been addicted. They've been through every kind of thing. They're in a place that's desperate. They don't even know the Lord. The other night, the whole show's shut down, and one dude received the Lord. Wow. It was so awesome. Marcus is a shout-out to you if you hear that, Come man. on, Marcus. Come on, dude. Yeah, he's getting ready to be baptized, man. Wow. But it's like these nights yeah. are just appointments with God, and we would love to invite people to find out where we're coming on BigDaddyWeave.com. Man, get some tickets and come out to the show. Let's have a time in Jesus together. Go to BigDaddyWeave.com. You heard it here from Mike Weaver first. Mike, I cannot thank you enough for all the incredible things that you're doing, for all that you will continually do, and thank you for reminding us that God is in the midst of our stories. We love you, my friend. Mm. Thank you for being here with us today. Bless you, man. Thanks for having me, Zach. You guys, as we close, uh, again, you know, during this holiday season, my prayer for each and every one of you, including myself this week, is that we would not be distracted by the minuscule things and events that occur leading up to and around Christmas, that we lose sight of the things that matter most and the miracle of Christmas. My friends, that miracle has a name, and his name is Jesus. You see, hope became flesh when God sent his one and only son who was fully God and became fully man to then live a sinless and blameless life to pay a price for our sins and a substitutionary death on a cross, defeating sin, to three days later rise again, defeating death, so that we may have the opportunity of asking Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our lives, paving the way for us to spend eternal life with him. You guys, the decorations, the trees, the gifts, the lights, the hot cocoa, I mean, don't get me wrong. Those things are fun, and they make this season so wondrous and exciting, but Jesus is the true and the only reason for the season. So make sure this year that you're prioritizing Him today and every day. I'll close with a story. Uh, a mentor of mine, a man in the faith um, named Dr. Jay Strack, who's at a student leadership university in Orlando, Florida. I was recently at an event um, called the Now Summit that he was hosting. And while he was there, I love a story that he shared. He got up there and he started mentioning a story from his past where a man looked at him and said, Jay, I just feel as if you're committing the sin of the desert. And in a sense, we all kind of looked at him like unsure of what that meant, sin of the desert. He looked at us and he said, you guys, you guys don't know what that is, do you? And everybody kind of sat there and, you know, shook their head no. And he said, the sin of the desert is when you know where the water is and you don't share it. My friends, we know where the water is. We know where the living water is, who the living water is, the way, the truth, and the life, the hope that we have to live with. His name is Jesus. Hope is a person. When you know where the water is, Be sure that you share it this season. Luke chapter 2 verses 10 to 11 say, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Thank God for the miracle of Christmas. As always, my friends, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love being a part of your life and we hope to see you right back here next week for a very special Christmas episode on the Built Different Podcast. (laughs) 